the Lord for being in his house today. Truly, God is worthy to be praised. Amen. The word says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 2, it says, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Verse 3 says, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. The question is on today, will you be ready when Jesus comes? Can't you see the signs of the times? And don't you know he will return? Will you be punished or get your reward? There'll be no more time to get it right when the Lord, when he cracks the sky. So just keep your hands in his hands and be when my Jesus comes, can't you see the signs of the times? And don't you know he will return? Will you be punished? Or get your reward. There'll be no more time to get it right. When the Lord, when he cracks the sky. So just keep your hands in his hands. And be ready when my Jesus comes. Oh, won't you be ready? Hallelujah. Ready when Jesus comes. Thanks, you've got to be ready. Ready when Jesus comes. Get your house. Get it in order, and your lamps trimmed and burning bright. Take a stand, stand up for what you know is right. Keep the love of Jesus, hallelujah, always on your mind, and be ready. When my Jesus comes, oh, won't you be ready? Oh, you got to be ready, ready when Jesus comes. I've got to be ready when my Savior comes.
comes, there'll be no more time to get it right when the Lord, when he cracks the sky. So just keep your hands in his hands and be ready when my Jesus comes. I've got to be ready. I've got to be ready. I've got to be ready when he comes. I've got to be ready. I've got to be ready when he comes. You've got to be ready. You've got to be ready when he comes. You've got to be ready when my Savior comes. Get your house. Get it in order. And your lamps trimmed and burning bright. Take a stand, stand up for what you know is right. Keep the love of Jesus always on your mind. And be ready when my Jesus comes. Hallelujah. You've got to be ready. The Bible declares that because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. In these last and evil days, if there's no other plea that you heed, Please be ready when Jesus comes. Certainly, we're praising God for Sister Audrey Jones, who's back with us. Amen. And for rendering that beautiful selection. Amen. On this morning. Amen. God bless you. It's our continued prayer. By way of announcement, we'd like to let you know that the Greater Bethlehem Temple Church Early Childhood Development Center has slots available for you and yours. Now, this is one of the best daycare city centers in the city of Jackson. Amen. And so we have slots available, and that's a big plus. Amen. Our programs include the, the Abeka curriculum, learning through literature, learning through play, learning through technology, Spanish, family potlucks, field trips, assistance, even in potty training. Amen. Drop-ins are welcome at the Greater Bethlehem Temple Church Early Childhood Development Center. And for more information, you can call the center at 355-7835. We want to see your little one there this week. Free GED, GED classes are being offered by the Heinz Community College Adult Basic Education Program on Thursday, sep Thursday from 6.30 p.m. until 8.30 and Saturdays from 9 o'clock until 11 o'clock a.m. right here at the Greater Bethlehem Temple Church located at 1505 Robinson Street. We only have limited space, so sign up today to complete your basic general education development study. Amen on this week. 
By way of reminder, we'd like to draw your attention to our weekly order of service. There is something good going to hear at the temple, not only on Sunday, but every day of the week, Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock noon, Monday nights at 7 o'clock p.m., and each night at 7 o'clock p.m. is prayer hour. How many know that God is still answering the cries of his people? We serve a prayer-answering God, and I'm so glad in time like these, he will hear the cries of his people. Amen. Tuesday nights, amen, at 7 and 30 p.m., the saints are united for kingdom business. Come out and be blessed in our missionary services this Tuesday night. Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. begins our weekly Bible study where the Word of God is thoroughly imparted by own pastor in Bible class. Of course, Bible class begins with a 30-minute session of corporate prayer and goes immediately into our lesson for the week. Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m., or 7.30 rather, begins our Young People ser- Service. And the young people of Greater Bethlehem Temple Church are excited about what God is doing for them. Come out and be a part of them, 7.30 this Thursday night. Friday at 7 o'clock p.m. is our teachers' meeting. And at 7.30 p.m. begins another evang- evangelistic service that will absolutely thrill your sanctified soul. We've come to one of the more exciting parts of this service. It's now time for the singing of praises to our God. Put your hands together for our choir as they prepare to come to us in song. The first song the choir will render to you is entitled, I'm on the Battlefield. How many of you know that this isn't just something we're going through, but this is a battle that we're in on this morning? Amen? Amen. And if you're on the Lord's side, you've got to fight this battle. I'm on the battlefield. Amen. For my Lord. Amen. The third selection or the second selection, there is none like you. Can you find anybody like Jesus on this morning? Is there anybody that can compare to him on this morning? There is none like you. Worship with the Greater Bethlehem Temple Radio Choir as they come with our song service on this morning. How many soldiers in the house this morning? If you're a soldier, you ought to get on your feet if you're fighting for the Lord. How many real soldiers in the house today? Come on, put your hands together like this. I'm a soldier on the battlefield. And I'm fighting. Listen, I promised him I would serve him until I die. I'm a fighting. On this Christian journey, I've had heartaches and pain, sunshine and rain, but I'm fighting. I've been up, I've been down, but I'll never turn around. But I'm fighting. Listen, if I hold out, hold out, hold out, hold out, help me say, hold out, 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 on the battlefield and I'm fighting, fighting for the Lord. I promised him I would serve until I die. I'm a fighting, fighting for the Lord. On this Christian journey, I've had heartaches and pain, sunshine and rain, but I'm fighting, fighting for the Lord. I've been up, I've been down, and I've never turned around, but I'm fighting. Fight for the Lord. If I hold. 
many soldiers in the house? There's a war going on. Is that right? There's a war going on. Help me say. Come on. I got to keep fighting. Yeah. I got to keep fighting.
No one, no one, no one, no, 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 nobody, no one like you. Hallelujah. You can look high and you can look low all across this great wide universe all across this great nation of ours all across this globe and you'll find nobody that comes close to him there's not a man not a woman nobody that can treat you like he does nobody Nobody like you. We, while you're in this praying atmosphere, we want you to whisper a couple of prayers couple of late prayer requests, one for the father of Brother Rodney Brown who suffered a heart attack on this morning and they have diagnosed him with pneumonia in both lungs and we know that we serve a prayer answering God. There's nothing too hard for him and pray for him in a special way and also remember the family of Sister Irene Hughes. Sister Hughes will be funeralized here at Greater Bethlehem Temple Church on Saturday, December 1st at 11 o'clock a.m. Uh, the West Haven Funeral Home located on Robinson Road is in charge. Sister Hughes was the mother of Sister Fanny Williams and Sister Matral Jones. I hope I'm saying that close to right. And also Sister Jeanette Allen. Pray for them in a special way, remember their family in this time. Also, we would like to remind you there is a correction for this Friday night. There will be saints meeting this Friday night. Bishop is asking that everyone who's a member of Greater Bethlehem Temple Church and every saint of God, please be here, be present for saints meeting. There is urgent business to be discussed. He also made a footnote in the office if you have plans for this Friday cancel them and be here this Friday night in Saints meeting Saints meeting begins at 8 o'clock p.m.
we can see, we can understand, we can hear with our ears that there's so much that's going on at a time like this. Very little happiness, little joy, but mostly sadness sweeping all over the world. The song that we heard, Will you be ready when Jesus comes? I thank God for that song. I thank God for the last song the choir was singing by Sister Brooke. None like Jesus. I don't care how low you go, how high you go, how far you go, there's none. There's none. Nobody. Nobody, body. Nobody like Hallelujah. Shall we acknowledge him at this time that we can tell him ourselves there's none like you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, this morning as we come to thee, we want to come to you, Lord, with joy and thanksgiving, knowing how good you've been to us, knowing how you have spared our lives when we didn't deserve it. Oh, we can say the servant David said, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Your mercy endureth forever. We thank you, Lord, for this day, which is the Lord's day. We thank you, Lord Jesus, as your servant John was on the island of Patmos. And he was out there, Lord, for the name's sake of the Lord. And he was out there because it was the Lord's day. And how you spoke to him. How you opened his eyes to see things that he'd never seen before. He heard things that he'd never heard before. Hallelujah. He was your servant. Showing him things that would shortly come to pass. Lord, we believe that we are living in the last days. And we believe that you are soon to come. Your word, which is the Bible, is being fulfilled. Every day before our eyes and in our ears. Oh, God, help us that we will even take a hint that we will be ready when you come. Now, Lord, this is your day. We realize every day belongs to you, but a special day 
that you have allowed us to come together and to worship you in spirit and in truth. Oh God, I can feel it in the air. I can feel it, Lord Jesus, everywhere that you're soon to come. Oh God, help us to take heed, to take warning of your soon returning back for your people. These are your people today, and you have a great people. We thank you for them all. We thank you for all of the families and the fathers and the mothers and all. Lord, we thank you. Lord, help us to come closer to one another. Help us to love one another as you have already ordained that we should love one another. Bless your people everywhere, all over the world, who is worshiping you about this time. Help them, Lord God, I pray, that they will be for real as they look to you, sing to you, and your word go forth. Now let your will be done, Lord, within our hearts and with your word on today. And we'll be careful to praise you, give you the glory and the honor, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. On Calvary Hill of Sorrow where sin demand was paid and rays of hope for tomorrow he called our pain was laid oh see a corruption stream of blood it flowed from Calvary and it raised to reach the throne of God it's
and it flows from Calvary. Glory be to God. We thank God for his goodness. I thank him because he has spared me and allowed me to still be in the land of the living. Sometime I feel like I want to go to my lone home and then again things get a little better. I say, ah, not yet. I asked the Lord to do certain things for me when I felt so down in spirit. I thought I wanted him to do those things. When you have the blues, it makes you feel down in that you, you, you don't care, you're ready to go. You're sick and tired of what's here. Amen. But when he lightened the load, hallelujah, when he helped us bear our burdens, for he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Considering all these things and looking back, I remember what I told him and what I asked him to do. And now since I done calm myself down, you know, he said, Lord, nah. uh, remember what I told you I want you to do, but not yet now. Amen. Things. Amen. I done ascended. I'm above now the clouds. And I can see a little farther. I heard the song, right? I said, better days are coming. And now while I'm up there, while there's no interference. It don't look like you're moving, but you are. Amen. Ain't even doing that. Hallelujah. Then you say, ooh, not yet, Lord. I, I know I told you that, but not yet. But I want you to know the way that I feel now. I have to preach the way that I feel. That song I didn't know, sister, was going to sing this one today, but I requested her to sing. Ask the new question, which goes along with the message this morning. Will you be ready? Will you be ready when Jesus comes? I was hoping my son Quincy would be here, but he's always late. I see him now. But I was talking about I didn't see him. I would have maybe rejoiced more because he loved that song. And amen, I love to hear him sing it. But the question is asked, 
I know you fast and probably prayed last week. Had a good Thanksgiving. Some of us really enjoying ourselves. Some of us like to eat ourselves to death. Looked like it would have been have mercy on the food instead of you. You carried down some food, which that was all right. I said this once before, as a man said that they asked him to ask the blessings over the food. He said, Lord, I thank you for this food. I thank you for the appetite that I have. See, some have an appetite, but they got no food. And some have food and don't have appetite. But I thank you, Lord, I got both of them. Amen. So we're blessed to have both of them. Amen. Today, as we would, I hope, recondition ourselves and we will bring our minds in for we're about to hear from heaven. I know our former conversation Amen. It's been abroad. We have talked about a lot of things. No doubt we still have a lot of things to talk about. But it's time to hear God speak. It's time to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. I learned something from God's word on the other night. Seemed like it's very common and that we all should have known this. But I'll sum it all up with this. His word is being renewed every day, just like his grace is renewed every morning. And I thank God that I am able to know that I will never become educated when it comes to this. No professor with their college or doctorate degree would never understand this except God make it known to him or her or reveal it to them. 
if we become proud at all, it will be because of our says, not that we will get so far so high or deep in God's word until we know something that others don't know. He's like this. The more you know about him, the humble you will become. Even down to earth. Job said he hide pride from man. And you know I believe that. And one way that God oh, don't understand, when we think we got things done so pat, and we just so sure about sin, he'll let us even get taken up with our words while you have to do well, well, no, I, I meant this up. That brings you down, Lord. But if you could just speak every word so corrected, not even making an error or anything, Ah, then, flesh will say, you're right. But he said, I'll hide pride from you because he wants to get the glory. I get up because it's not that I don't know that this is my job, but I sort of trembles. I'm afraid that I'm unable of myself to bring to you what God wants you to have. I try to use even a manuscript, but I can't use it. He won't let me use it. I forget. I have it down, but I forget. But some can preach from a manuscript. I will jot down scriptures in a very few words that I would like to use. But knowing that I'm speaking to a live audience, I'm speaking to some of everybody, learning and unlearned. So it wouldn't benefit me not even if I was qualified enough to do it. To speak those high polluted words. That would mean nothing but waste of words. I said to someone the other day, I won't call the name. When the Pharisee and the publican went into the temple to pray, the sinner knew who he was. He knew that he was not connected with God. But the Pharisee being very proud, and that's the way some of we are. In my mind, I could see him say, Lord, I thank you. First of all, for not letting me be like this publican. 
of this sinner. You know, Lord, I fast three times a week. Then not only do I fast, but I pray very often too. But I want you to do something for me. And he went about boasting within himself, even according to the reading, he was very proud. God said he hates pride. I didn't say he said he disliked it. He hates pride. He hates when you try to be proper. He rather afraid to stay on G flat. If there's any search. Y'all and them. Then you get so high with your words because of who you think you are. And God turns a deaf ear. But the sinner said, not even worthy to lift up his head. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, have mercy upon me. A sinner. We cannot override God's word and think that God will take just anything because you're praying. The Bible said that God heareth not sinners. But whosoever be a worshiper of God and do God's will. Him, God, hear it. You ought to say amen. We can fool ourselves just because we pray. It doesn't mean that you're going to get an answer from God. If you know, you know, you know, you know that you ain't right in the sight of God, then pray a repentance prayer. Don't try to pray for me. If you ain't in no condition to pray for me, don't try to pray for your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, or nobody but yourself. God won't hear you. I don't get what you're in need of. You'll never get it from God because you're praying because he don't hear you. He won't answer you. You got to first understand that when, they, when you're out of God's will, you can't pray nothing but a repentance prayer. Now think how many prayers God took them, put them all in the garbage can. Put them in the garbage can. Your prayers. Your fasting. He put it in the garbage can. He scrapped it. Then when you asked him for something, and he didn't do it, 
He didn't give it to you. And you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for so long. And it never come to pass. You never received it. Then the devil going to come in. Say, don't you see? He ain't thinking about you. And he is right to a certain degree. He ain't thinking about you. You see, he don't even answer prayer. You just wish to go back. Because you don't mean nothing to God. God don't want you. Everything you ask him for, you see, you don't get it. And you say, mm -hmm, that's right. The first news you know you're going to be out there where you was at first. That's the way the enemy get the advantage of you. Because he cut first you and God, God off from each other. That your prayer ain't doing no good. Husbands should live where they would be able to pray for their whole household. Wife right next to him, then the wife and the husband get together and pray for their family. It's too much for one man. Y'all ain't going to pray for me, but I'm going to tell you, it's too much of a load for one man. You put all of it on the husband, but he can't carry the load by himself. That wife got to be able to get under that. If she is his help me, she got to get under that call. He's too overloaded. Somebody to pray for me. Too overloaded. You don't weigh him down. He's been working and working and working. He's been trying to carry it. But he can't do it by himself. While he's working, the wife, the mother need to do her part. She's a helper and a keeper at home. She called and cheering in at prayer meeting time. 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock. Anytime you can get together, she's training them while he is away. But when you go out and things ain't right at home, he come back in, things is not right. He had a hard day out on his job. It's nothing but the enemy. He got a fight all day. And getting back home, the very gates of hell is waiting on him. When he come home, some husband hate to go home. It's a sin, it's a shame to say, but some husband hate to go home. If the Bible said that the wife should reverence her husband, she should. She don't know what kind of day he had out there. Trying to make a living. When he come in, she should do the greeting. Well, honey, how you feel? How was your day today? 
Amen. Look, I know you're hungry, but what you want? Your bath water first, or do you want me to fix your table? Make him feel something? Feel better? I learned something the other day. When Deacon Thompson, he cooked in our home all the week last week. He didn't only cook, he put the food on the table. He didn't only put the food on the table, but he served it. He served hmm? the things I couldn't reach or they couldn't reach. He got it from and he waiting on them. Do you wait on your husband or do you put it on the table and leave it? Your food getting cold in there. You better go in there and get it. This is what you call serving. You ain't serving when you just cook it. Why don't you men say something? Y'all jellyfish men. But I, I ain't started preaching yet. This, I'm, I'm, I'm laying out something. You ain't doing your part as a wife. Cooking and putting it on the table. Well, if I could cook it and put it on the table, he ought to could come on and get it. You're supposed to serve him. If he run out, his plate is clean. Would you like to have something else? Would you like to have some water? Yes, sir. Is anything else? That? Now that's serving. I hope you don't think you're serving it because you cooking it. Then, then when he's finished, the last thing you ask him, would you like to have another napkin? You know that when I got tangled and balled all up, you shouldn't have to ask. Hallelujah. I'm talking about serving. Serving. That's what it's all about. You ain't got time to serve your husband. You ain't fit to be a good wife. That's not my subject. I'm going to preach after a while. But I got a wide layout that is connected with what I'm going to preach about. But I want you to take another look at yourself. For he that thinketh he standeth, take heed Let's you fall. God told me to tell you that you that don't have a wife, don't look for one. That's the Bible. You that got a wife or a husband, don't seek to get rid of her. It's yours. You got claim on her. You got the license. And it's nobody else but yours. You see anybody else with her? Go take her. Yes, That's yours. Yes, Go repossess her. Get her back. 
That's yours. Why don't you say amen? Something that belonged to you and you was afraid to go get it? The woman, I got papers on you. You belong to me. Don't let her go. That's the reason why. <laughs> That's the reason why they want divorces. Why they can disown? I ain't none of yours. I got a divorce. You's a lie. You belong to him. The Bible says, "Until death do you part." You belong to him. I don't care how many pieces of paper you get. What God has joined together. You supposed to stay there until death. Do you part? You better not be in a hurry. There's some saved men and some saved women, but I declare they won't make a wife a husband. And all of them can't cook. How to treat one another. This is a mean, cruel world. But everybody that wants to be saved can be saved. And one cannot raise a family. It takes two. It takes husband and wife. You can't be mother and father. Amen. At the same time, something gonna go lacking. I don't care how much you love your children. They need to be banished. Sometimes that old stubborn boy ain't gonna obey that mother. He get up a certain height. Why the mother have to look up to him? Look at him and he up and she is down. He might bluff her. He ain't afraid of her. But that father. Little weed but a bitter seed. He ain't gonna mess around. The best thing the mother can do is say, I'm gonna tell your daddy on you. I'm going to put your dad on you when he come. And that's the way we do. I ain't going into that yet. Amen. But when something is too hard for us to handle, we say, I'm going to put daddy on you. I'm going to put big brother on you. I'm going to put Jesus on you. I know you're too much for me to handle, but I'm going to put Jesus on you. Jesus! There is no other way. It's yay and amen. I don't care how much money you got, wife. I don't care what kind of job you got. If you marry that old no good fella, he's your no good fella. And the Bible says don't seek no way to get away from him. He's yours. Y'all don't like this, do you? I know, I know what I'm doing. I know what God's putting on my heart. Amen. But I don't like coward men. 
You was afraid to bear with it. Amen. When it looked like you all ought to be standing up. Amen. Praising God. Well, I don't want my wife. I don't want to call my wife treat me all right. Brother, she can turn on you too. She can turn on you. Amen. Like a dog will turn on his master. Just go long enough. It's good if they don't, but they can. And if they don't be prayed up, they can get with somebody else. That he, well, honey, I wouldn't take that. All right. I wouldn't take that. Then make you feel like you run the house. Hallelujah. God made man. In his own image, after his own likeness, man is the best thing that God ever made on this earth. Why don't you say amen while you're trying to go to sleep over here? You're talking about marriage soon. You better wake up. Man is God's masterpiece. That's the best thing that God ever gave this, in this world is man. This is God's best. His masterpiece. He got nothing no better. Hallelujah. You know how I feel? I feel sorry for us. I feel sorry. For the whole world at large. Because you can't see. For as you ought to see. No wonder we starve as sheep. We can't see no more. No wonder the shepherd of the sheep need a shepherd. Why do you think God gave you one? To see the thing that you couldn't see or can't see. God blessed him with the right visions. Looking through the eyes of God. Into a dark, no good world. And you can't see what lies ahead. Unless you are looking out of the eyes of God. We're living in a mess. A world of darkness. A world that done forgot about God. I was wondering and I was touched. By the song that you were singing. Exalted him. There's nobody. Nobody. Like him. Nobody. Wherever you go, nobody. Like him. Well, don't you know the same thing should be applied to your husband? Unless he ain't nobody or no good. Don't you think a good Holy Ghost filled wife should say, honey, there's nobody. Go ahead, Bishop. Go ahead. Thank you, Lord. There's nobody. 
like you. But can they say it? And mean it? Shouldn't the members that have been under the pastor be able to go to the pastor and say, Pastor, there's nobody. Yes. That I know of nobody. But pride won't let you say that. Hallelujah. But I'd rather give him the glory. Because Lord, I know on my bended knees, there's nobody. Nobody. Like Jesus. Just as the Spirit was beginning to come up from down here and get all in my mind and tears were just about to start flowing. Oh Lord, I'm glad I'm yours and you is mine. I'm glad I chose you because there's nobody. Nobody like you. Hallelujah. If we didn't have Jesus, if we didn't have Jesus, I don't see how any of you can do without him. If I didn't have him, and some of you who've been walking with him, who know him, who have talked with him, who got some experience and know things about him, if you didn't have Jesus, even in the wee hours of the night, when everything is still, he wakes you up. With your mind on him. Showing you where you are. Showing you your weakness. Showing you what the world is like. It brings forth repentance. Nobody else, nobody you know when the tears begin to roll from your eyes. Look like day will never come. Sleep is gone now. And just a little talk with Jesus will make everything all right. Hallelujah. Nobody. He's the lover of my soul. Hallelujah. Then God got us all together. All together. And said, I want you to be one. The whole church. The whole family of God. Everyone who has been baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ and been filled with the Holy Ghost, he said, you're one. I mean, got you. The own spirit. How close do you feel? You shouldn't feel that you got no enemies in the church when it comes to those that are saved. Hallelujah. 
You shouldn't say I'm going to serve you with a long-handled spoon if you're in the church, if you're in the body of Christ. He said a new commandment I'm going to give you before I leave, that you love one or the other. The book of St. John, the Lord says, time now to go to the message. I said, God showed me something the other night. I'm glad that I never felt like that I know a lot because because his word is refreshing you ought to get something out of whatever you go to looking for something if it's nothing but a good dog fight chicken fight. I don't get nothing out of ball games because I don't like them. They school. Them that know about them, they jump up. When time come to jump up, I may be jumping up because you're jumping up. I don't know what. Who scored? On the football field, I might get views. I wouldn't know who to throw the ball to, and I'm sitting up there holding it. You have to be trained. When it comes to God's Word, it's a lot different from anything out there. The book of St. John, chapter 5. verse of scripture that we all are acquainted with. For all of the week long I sought God what to give to his people. I know that you didn't know that people would come to my house not knowing but the time that I wanted to steal away because I know it was my responsibility to bring the message on today. I said, Lord, I don't have it. If I had I had some old manuscripts, I probably would have went to them, but I didn't even have any of them. But God put just a thought in my mind. I said, Lord, I've been there before. Nothing in St. John I want for now. He should worry, but nothing in there that I want. He said, go back and read it. 
it's good to obey. When I began to read in St. John chapter 5, at verse 1, immediately God starts speaking. I felt myself at pause. I had stopped reading. I was now meditating. I was now listening to God as he would bring his word to me what to give you. And I listened. I said, now Lord, I'm the man that loves the subject because I think that the word should make sense. He said, the subject is a world, a world of so much misery. A world of so much misery. I'll break it down to you after a while. And a subtopic, a house of mercy. A house of mercy. You can't help but to bear witness or should bear witness to look at the world that we're living in. Anybody with good sense wouldn't want to stay here. Is that right? I don't care what you own, what you possess. If you belong to God and have read in his word where well, there is a better world. It's much better than this. If you believe it, and I dare you to believe it, it'll cause you to start longing to be in that place or to be with him wherever he is. To, to be in a world like this. It's mean. It's cruel. It's aggravated. It's a mad world. It's a world that is filled with heartaches and diseases. God know you ought to know that. And he let us see what it's like. He shows us two worlds. World of darkness. A world that is filled with light. Hallelujah. And he lets you choose which one you would like to go to. Which one you would like to be in. It's a shame. 
when God began to talk to me from the book of St. John, chapter 5, I stopped and I listened. And he said, if you look long enough, I'll even show you something. Hallelujah. I've heard that there's a city that God has prepared to carry us through or to we that love him. It has to be better than this. He said, now in that city there's no liars. There's no homongers, no adulterers, Lord have mercy, no death, no pains, no tears, no sorrow, and he just named laughter in that city. You can begin to visualize what heaven is going to be like. You don't have to visualize what we're already in because you can see it's a mess. Whoever wrote the song that titles Just a Little Sunshine, Nine Then. Amen. Somebody always sick. Somebody always dying. Something always wrong with you. Something always wrong with our families. There is no peace here at all. I don't know why we want to stay here. When we're supposed to be getting connected with God. I say it's a mean world. A world of so much misery. When I say misery, I mean a lot of misery. That's why that I had said some time before, when you're living down here in a world like this, you can't help but to have the blues. Hallelujah. If your body seems to be well, your spirit is suffering. It's not striving and thriving to get what it needs. Now we must stay on our knees and pray to God because there's none like he can read your mind. He will read your mind. Now let me do this before I get too far in this. If I was laying a foundation and, and, and God know where he wanted to go or whatnot, don't any of you men, the husband, try to take advantage of the wives because of what I said that God said say about them. Amen. Show yourself a pattern. Sometimes you may have to do the sermon. You don't pick on the female because she's a female. 
You do things because you love. You do things out of love. Not when you get uh, uh, so sentimental. And it's just about bedtime, then you try to be nice. I don't blame, I wouldn't think about you either. Now you see, I have to go here and yonder because I, I, I know men, there's a, yeah, but you know what Bishop Coleman, that's the only time you remember what Bishop Coleman said, when you want things to go your way. There shouldn't be a stone left unturned. So this was way back. Take me back. Because there are things that was done back there. You need to know why that they were done. Things that we read about in the word of God, we just read it and we don't understand why it is put here. But it's put here for our learning. And that we may understand what life is all about. I hope you didn't come here this morning just looking to be entertained. I hope you didn't come here this morning thinking that you was above everything that will be said. And you won't be guilty of any of it. For all of us belong to God. And we all make mistakes. And we don't understand a lot of time what God is trying to say to us before we take it and put it on the other person. Hallelujah. I said this is a mean world. And God didn't design this world. Amen. And fix it up and make it look so beautiful. And give us a longing to stay here. Because I declare, if you stay here long enough and to learn about what life is all about, you wouldn't want to stay here. I know I wouldn't. Hallelujah. A lot of times the wife and the husband even get tired of each other. Can I preach a little bit? Oh, you don't have to say nothing, but God reveals things to me. A lot of times the children get tired of the parent. And they want to separate themselves from their parents. They are disrespectful. Amen. Unruly. Rising up against you ain't satisfied. You the one I have to take down. I heard my mother say, Many times there were things that really, really got next to her. She said, I wish, I wished I was dead. You would be a lot better off if you're dead knowing who Jesus is. Than to stay here living in hell and go to hell. It's just like that. No, you ain't got no problem now because you think you got a little money. But I want you to see God say, I'm still riding. 
Look what happened the other day in Madison. But let me make a prediction. I won't be surprised that all watch these words. When something big is going to hit Atlanta. Atlanta. You ain't saw nothing yet. Atlanta put me in the mountain, Chicago. At the time when everybody was flocking to Chicago. But now everybody is going to Atlanta. Do you know what the Bible said about Atlanta? The same thing it said about New York. You better wake up. You don't know why you're going there. But God knows there's a time. That has already been predicted about a letter. You don't know why you're going there. Every time you look up somebody going to Atlanta, they go in there and they make it in their house. You don't know why. But God has already placed it in his word. He's placed New York there. You don't even know what was predicted in the Bible about New York. About another Babylon. About the river that run through it. You didn't know that. Your eyes need to be open. You go to a letter. But we show you right. Say, God know why you are. He can cut you off. You can wake up in a lantern. Or you won't wake up. You better watch. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Anyway.